Hello and welcome to your awakening. My name is Daniel Lovett, host of Sozo Talk Radio. You're about to enjoy a conversation I had with an author and poet, artist, speaker, Michelle Francesca. Uh, she's a real dear sister in the Lord and we get into some really amazing topics. She shares some really amazing encounters she has with God that really expanded her consciousness, so to speak, in uh, who God is and who we are in Him. She's all about awakening people to their identity, uh, your identity in Christ and your connection, uh, your connection to God and all that is, really. It's amazing stories. We start off uh, our conversation talking a little bit about speaking in tongues and just the nature of that. We're both really excited about that gift. And uh, honestly, it's a gift available to anyone who wants it, really. Uh, it is a, a language that uh, connects us to the host of heaven that you hear me talking about so often. I pray that God would awaken that gift in you. Uh, sometimes it might it might just take a few silly steps in that direction. You might feel silly is what I'm saying. Um, when you start putting into practice at first, God will honor your childlike faith and reward you. So earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, the, the Lord says. All right. And I uh, also wanted to remind people that I do have the book, The Christian Mystic Sample, available for you, a free download for you to enjoy. And I know you will enjoy it. I'm really excited about it. In fact, the Lord gave me some money today unexpectedly. And when that happened, he said, I am hiring you to finish your book. Uh, this while I'm off work. Um, of course, as many of you may know, I entertain at nursing homes and all the nursing homes are currently shut down due to the, due to the coronavirus. So if you'd like to uh, support this channel, I mean, I'm really trying to build um, this is what I'm doing full-time now, right? <laughs> At this moment is just my radio show and working on uh, recording some music as well. We're coming up with new songs. Really excited about the next one coming up. If you haven't done so already, check uh, check out our other channel uh, that features our music at Reflect Worship. There are links in the description below. Of course, all the music we create and uh, lots of bonus materials are available for free to our patrons. Uh, income support at two dollars a month, five bucks. I mean, some are even at fifty bucks a month. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Uh, we have some people who really uh, love us and are supporting this work in in more ways than um, than even just that. So, thank you. And one way you can support this channel is to share this material. This episode is truly amazing. I want everybody to know about Michelle Francesca. Go over to her YouTube channel, give her some love, give her some support, and upgrade your spirit and and soul soul's experience of your spirit by uh, getting, uh, I, I would say, listening to her material. How about that? <laughs> You're going to learn a whole bunch, and it's going to bless your heart as it has done for me. Uh, so without further ado, here it is. What I was going to yeah. get at, and I and I didn't complete the thought. What about speaking in tongues? Just giving you insight into that, because that was the topic I was I was getting to. When I yeah. I had such clarity 
I had, uh, of course, I was speaking in tongues to my soul tribe here, my soul family. The, another word that was there present with me was ancestors. And that was just really em emphasized yes. to me. Ancestors. Like, like right. we have a soul ancestry, not just yeah. a physical ancestry, but a soul yeah. spiritual ancestry. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And so yeah. whenever any of them wanted to speak with me, what would happen was like my consciousness would shift from me, my attention of consciousness would shift from me to them and into them. And it was almost like I was in them speaking to me, wow. and like speaking in tongues. And I had perfect Woo. clarity and understanding. And then somebody else wanted to speak to me and it would like shift consciousness over there. Jesus would show up. My consciousness would go into him and, and speak with me. And so speaking in tongues is like, you are communicating the, yeah. the words and messages from the host of heaven, from Jesus Christ himself, oftentimes. Yeah. 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 Amazing. I love that. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, and it's like, it's above anything the enemy can mess with. I, I mean, that's why, you know, people who are really resistant to the Lord, they are very resistant to speaking in tongues, I've found. It's so true. It's always been like a power gift for me. It's um, been very important part of intercession for the world. I, you know, and I, and I, I realize that's not general that, you know, God opened my heart. <laughs> I saw the world. I was 24 years old. So I, I called it a visitation then to me, of course, realizing now it's, it's not so much a visitation. It was just, you know, just an assimilation into the oneness experience and the, you know, this glory and, um, but at 24, just coming into these new things, uh, you know, I saw, saw the world and I just remember saying, oh, it's not that big. It's not that big. It was like, it was, now I look back at that. I'm like, oh, I was just really remembering. That was a moment when I was remembering why I'm here, you know, <laughs> to go, oh yeah, it's not that big. And um, hearing the Lord say, no, it's not that big that we can't reach it. And um, seeing hands come into my heart, like go right into my heart, like bread dough. I know my physical heart, I know, but it talked about my center of myself and just opening that up and putting that world in my heart. And so it is a very normal and natural everyday thing for me to carry the world and its population in my, in my heart, in my prayer. And so praying in tongues is such an obvious thing to me because it's not just about even the earthly languages it's like you say it's all it's this massive extension of soul languages and connections that go on for ages upon ages big a you know eons upon eons oh yeah and what a time we're living in right now yeah. you know yeah and where do you Amazing. think all the languages came from at babel from all of that this rich exactly. history of yeah eons yeah know? Wow. Yeah. And how it's developed. Yeah. And, they're, and they're like, they're happy to see it develop and change. And like, wow. Yeah. They're, they're just, I think they love being surprised in the variety that we bring to the table as well as a free will agent. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the God's kingdom. Yeah. I think a life changing shift for me was uh, another one was, there have been many, but one that really stands out was um, 2017. 
when I went to the, now this is all completely by myself. I have no one around me at all, not even anybody on Facebook at that point um, saying these things or, so it, it was a completely solo walk, you know, but I went to the lake, I felt instructed to go to the lake and, um, and when I was there, I, I, I was in my body, I was present on the earth, but I was not at the same time. And I really don't have words to describe it. But what happened was every time for about 30 minute period, which seemed like eternity, it could have been, um, an inspired thought would come. I would think that thought and whatever it was, <laughs> I was inside it. I was it. I could uh, if, taste it, feel it, be it. Um, I wrote a, the last poem in my book, it does the best I can to describe the experience, but it was like standing inside the wind. So when I looked at the flowers, when I thought flowers, when I looked at, I were, I, <laughs> I, 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 everything, I, See, I, have no, I have no English words for this. Um, I, I felt the pleasure of my own conception. That thought came and I felt that pleasure of my own parents. Hmm. Pleasure of my own conception. Like that, that pointed in time. So, um, you know, I was, yeah. in, I was in space. I was in the cosmos. I was experiencing the you know, the heat of stars. <laughs> I was, um, I, 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 the thought came to taste the tears of the son of God, to taste the tears of Jesus. I tasted, uh, oh my God. It was wow. so amazing. I could feel the substance of stone. I could, it was me. It was in my mouth. I could, everything, every spiritual sense was like magnificently heightened beyond what I can describe. And it went, there was no space, there was no time. And um, I, I was never the same after that, you know, because I realized there's no, absolutely no barriers whatsoever on this thing. Mm. Only what I will allow myself to live within the limits of. And um, the line I used was, I was free and I was freedom. And yeah, that, when something like that happens with you, you you're never the same. Yes. And then it was just like more, 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 <laughs> yes. you know, and astral journeys and, um, oh, you I know, receiving messages and, and understanding, just understanding things, just the connection to the mind of Christ. It really is heartbreaking to see people hold tight to, you know, God's thoughts are higher than our, our thoughts. When right there in 1 Corinthians 2.16, it quotes that scripture and then finishes it by saying, but you have the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you pick that part yeah. and I'll explore that, you know? I want to. <laughs> I want to explore that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, the spirit will reveal all things to us, you know, because yeah. God is into just divulging his heart. He's like, I want to, I want you to know everything. Like, yeah. like just let that rigidity go. You got to demolish those boxes. I mean, God is everywhere. 
right? And so if we're one with him, as Jesus said that we are, we are as well. And so spirit travel all of a sudden becomes possible, teleportation, you know, right. um, astral travel into like the different spiritual realms. I'd love to hear some of your experiences. And yeah, just, well, I mean, I, it's just really comes in. I don't know. It, it feels like a, just a, a vast, quick movement out to alternative planes, I guess. Yeah. And from there, just receiving, you know, just impulses and impressions and messages and peace and guidance, often in the form of colors, vibrations. Um, you know, there's just so much one could say. <laughs> yes. And there's so many more experiences to be had, too. Yeah. This, this beautiful Savior, uh, you know. And I would love to, to highlight, you talked about, like, this, this tornado-like wind, right? And I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, but, like, uh, Ezekiel's wheel within the wheel, like a torrential yeah. field of God, like this... Right. tornado effect up through the center and then spills out over the sides and it's kind of the structure of the universe and and uh, of the human spirit um and then that we're all part of we're a little fractal of god himself that we are yeah. made in the image of god <laughs> <laughs> so the, the holy spirit being like this mighty rushing wind like this tornado of yeah of holy energy and light and life and yeah yeah um and uh and and just the, i think the what the inter sense of integration or the permit giving ourselves permission to recognize that that's not a separate piece that we're actually on her on earth with a i call it an earth suit you know um to be a conduit an expression of that and so as you saw in the youtube that you watched it's not about dismissing the self or trying to get rid of the self. I think it's very interesting that um, Galatians talks about, I have been crucified with Christ. Is It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, the life I live therefore. Now, every single one of those, I have been crucified. I no longer live is E-G-O in the Greek, right? I don't know how to pronounce it in Greek, but I think we all familiar with the EGO <laughs> and that's been crucified, but Christ lives in me, which is also EGO so that the life I live is by faith in the son of God. You know, so in other words, it's a transmutation of this, this ego, this, and a lot of people are trying to get rid of their ego. Let's get rid of the ego, you know, down with the ego. Well, friends, you are here to allow your ego to come into, you know, into full surrender, if you, if you like, just to, to fully absorb the possibilities, the potential of the Son of God living through it. It's not about, you know, not being here. Otherwise, God wouldn't have made a self, you know, selves to begin with. But he breathed into the, into the body, the breath of life, and man became a living being a living soul. Actually, that word is so extraordinary. It means self, a living self. And it actually means a living appetite. If you just, if you just looked right now from your, you know, Genesis 
the, straight to the concordance, you will see that that word is uh, appetite. We are a living appetite for the purpose of being hungry for expansion. And God breathing, you know, that, that, that divine inspiration, that intellect, that divine intellect, divine intelligence moving through us constantly. And yet, I think religion has created this idea of separation. So now we have our minds are blinded. We've created this blockage before we've even begun, you know, um, and preventing this expression of God through us in these beautiful individual earth suit forms, which is so extraordinary and so unique, each one, each one hungering and preferring and desiring different things. Um, it's true. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing inherently wrong with that. And, and really, right. I don't even think that heaven has judgments about our judgments in a sense. It's only, it's only kind of yeah. like restrictive to us and harming us, but it's like, you know, I think that they just deal with us from a much higher perspective, which we will, uh, of, of course, attain to in due time. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, we've always looked at that, like tree knowledge of good and evil. Uh, you know, I think it's just, it's part of the process. It was, it was a necessary part of the process and it creates all this wonderful diversity too. Yeah. That I yeah. think that uh, it just expounds the richness of, of God's wisdom in a sense. I've always looked at it like, you know, that we are intel gatherers. We're like uh, through this earth suit, as you say, like to experience life, like a life well lived and then given back to God and like uploaded to the mainframe kind of, so to speak. It's yeah. like we are contributing to the experiential knowledge of God. And this is how he knows things because we're on mission as him, <laughs> as God, yeah. you yeah. know, to experience yeah. life and what yeah. this is like and what that's like and have preferences. It's, it's okay, which is part of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It's like that duality, kind of what that's right. Of. Right. Um, and yeah, and I, you know, it's so important to help people remember because, because of the default that religion can bring. And there's a lot one could say about this, but you have to, you have to, I'm finding I have to stop when I'm sharing or teaching and just remind people, well, just hold on, wait a minute. Just remember, it's not the tree of good and evil. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the awareness of it, the discernment between it. In other words, we're well equipped to come into a light, dark, uh, you know, positive, negatively charged environment to discern between the two and to cultivate accordingly. And it's very important that we become equipped with that. And I think, you know, we mentioned it when we were sharing earlier, that stinger of, a, of, of you know, chapter three, verse 22. There's no evidence that God's ticked off with mankind, you know, for eating from this tree. You know, we, we kind of tend to superimpose this, oh, it's all ruined now kind of voice, yeah. which is not there at all. Um, and God himself says, man has become like one of us, yeah. knowing, having the ability to discern and distinguish between good and evil. And then, of course, that prevention from reaching for the tree of life 
and being driven out thank god so we're not permanently eternally incarcerated in our earth suit condition that's a blessing how good of god to do that for us but then that word banished is such a poor english translation because it's not actually banished it's shalak in the hebrew which means sent forth bid farewell in other words it's almost like okay it's the earth I want you to cultivate, not the garden. So, all right, I'm going to miss you. Don't forget who you are. <laughs> Father and sons and co. Come on, we can do this. You go cultivate. I'll always stand um, in the greater perspective, helping you out, helping you along. But don't forget who you are and go into the world. Yeah, it's and certainly cultivate time. Yeah. And rule. <laughs> It's only time you know? to remember, remember who we are, right? That's and it. I was, I was just getting some insight, actually, as you were talking. And I was realizing, you know, as far as polarity goes, we, we tend to think of, you know, each person, um, you know, oh, you're on the good side of polarity. You're on the bad side of polarity. And, and think, of the, think of the fact that Jesus plumbed the depths of both polarities. He, you could never say that anybody suffered more. Or, or yeah. than Jesus did. And you could never say that anybody has ascended higher or closer to the Father. You could not get any higher or closer than Jesus did. And then he's yeah. bringing all of creation. He, he as, as a representative head, he's bringing that all into him. And we get to fellowship in his sufferings. We get to fellowship in plumbing that and even like, you know, embracing Jesus in the garden as he's as he's in uh, tormented with the thought of the cross and what's what's to come you know even after the the torments of the enemy the taunts of the enemy and and what he had to endure but from the abuse of the the horde of hell and we get to partake in that and and like hug him and embrace some of that pain i actually had a vision of that (laughs) wow it was amazing wow so beautiful thank i love that insight you're right he has gone to the heights and depths of this polarized world and we have nothing to be afraid of because where we can we go from his spirit there is no place yeah we're secure we in, in him yeah. in whom we live and move and have our being not right? not life nor death nor <laughs> angels nor demons nor any created thing that's important. I hope I hope people think on that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think it's important to think on that. Nothing can separate us. I love what you were saying the other day about God is that consuming fire. Song of Songs gives us a beautiful hint of that. That's a fire of love. I'm not letting you go, baby. <laughs> you're, you're, you're in me and I'm, I'm from fire for you. i will i will bring you to a place of peace and 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 cleansed soul health till the end of the you know for infinity yeah and we can receive that fire and burn ourselves you know as that as the stars in the universe as beacons of the glory of god yeah yeah good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we can trust him. We can trust him with our trauma and our pain and just off, you know, offload it to right. him. Give it to him. Weep with him. You know, he weeps with us. He weeps with those yes. who weeps. That's it. 
He's tender and compassionate to the brokenhearted. Yeah, there's just so much available to us. You know, it's um, it's just extraordinary. Just a few a few things when our eyes are opened in the word just change the story quite significantly. You know. So. Oh yeah, and I I love how you talk in one of your one of your talks on YouTube. I would just encourage all our listeners to go on over to Michelle. Michelle's page. Now is it Michelle Francis France, Francesca? Francesca, as if it were an H, but no H. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And then it's only one L in Michelle too. Michelle right. Francesca. Uh, check her out on YouTube. Please subscribe to her channel. You're going to be blessed if you do that, and and stay tuned to all the messages she's putting out there. And uh, and let's talk about your books too. You have like a a book called Arise, which is kind of like a more of a memoir of sorts. I'm yeah, it's an it's an autobiographical teaching book. You know, um, I I personally just wanted to write from a very transparent place, um, rather than just write a teaching book because I think that it really helps for people to be able to relate. And one of the main things I hear people say is like, you told my story, you, you, you know, you were telling my life. And it's, it's interesting how the point of that is, of course, different scenes, different people, different names, different places. But so many of us are walking through um, just a, a come, arise means coming into being. It means get up, it means descend. But my favorite definition, this is in the dictionary of the word arise is coming into being. And that's what we're all doing, which is coming into being. We're shedding, you know, what's that beautiful quote? It's not so much about becoming anything. It's about unbecoming who we're not <laughs> so that we can really connect back with who we really are. So um, interestingly, uh, I see so many people having the same experience or beginning to wake up now to this experience, which was, it, though wonderful that it is that many of us perhaps back in the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s had a, um, an experience of inviting Jesus into our life, coming into the church, coming into Christianity. Um, in not understanding at that entry point our true identity, like we've been talking about from Genesis, made in his image and likeness, you know, become born in his image and likeness in spirit. Um, it's, there is that danger of really just dragging all of our earthly family of origin, even our ancestral family of origin stuff into now our relationship with God. And hence buying in very quickly to the idea of the kind of like God in our image, <laughs> you know, the schizophrenic <laughs> uh, monster in, in the sky, the, the narcissist, you know, who you, you're on eggshells, you never know one thing, what's going to happen from one day to the next, because you see this disparage in the word of God and God, which one actually are you, you know? <laughs> um, and then, you know, having to, realize that if we bring some of that family of origin trauma or, or deep soul wounds into our relationship with God and then relate to God from that place without actually recognizing our true identity, we're going to get really messed up 
because then what we have is a form of godliness that's actually denying or disconnected from the true love thereof because it's impossible for us to, to really receive love until we get some of that junk cleared up or until we better still just take it all the way back to the beginning, the very beginning and realize that, you know, all that we had in the garden is redeemed. Like if Jesus is a redeemer and he redeemed us, we have to ask the question, what did he redeem us to? And almost, is this an almost gospel? Is this an almost salvation? Is it, are we still a little bit wormy? You know, do we still have to hold on to a little bit of shame, a little bit of, a little bit of shame for the sake of piousness? Because otherwise that would be, you know, <laughs> that wouldn't that be too much to shine that brightly, you know, <laughs> uh, hey, to really come in, you know? Yeah. If I could interject a thought here, I, I was reflecting on this the other day and it's just like, I was coming to some very shocking conclusions. You know how Jesus said, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Here you have the creator who said, let there be light. And there was light saying, be perfect. Well, are we therefore perfect? And then Ephesians 5 says he washes us with the water of his word without spot or blemish or any such thing. You yeah. know, like, would he leave, what, would he leave you any less perfect than the father? Like, right. wow, wow. <laughs> right. And, and, and why say be ye holy or be perfect as your father is perfect if there weren't the grace or the, the gift by which that that could be accomplished? Um, what does Second Peter 1, 3, I think, partakers of the divine nature um, Colossians, we're complete in him. Um, Corinthians, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. It's not something that we can add one thing. We know this, we know this because we hear it taught constantly, yet we live as though there were one more thing that we could do, should do. Um, so there's, there's a blockage here. And those are the hoopsomas, the barriers, right? The things that stand in the way of the true experiential knowledge of God. It's like you're either fully in or you're not. I mean, and yet it's not even about a point in history because the Lamb of God was slain when? From the foundation of the earth, which explains why Abraham was, you know, considered righteous. By faith, he already saw, he saw that, he saw that the Lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the earth and that it encompassed all peoples for all time. Yeah. And really, it's just a question of waking up. So if you, you know, if people, and I'm just sharing this with anybody that's listening right now, if you've been hearing an almost gospel message, you know, if, they, if people have been hearing a message that kind of keeps them just falling short of this sonship, uh, truth, identity, stature. I'm going to say that again. If you've been hearing a message that you are either hearing it or it is being taught to you that you are falling short or you are missing the mark of your sonship stature in Christ, I want to encourage you to just let that go because um, it really is going to be 
about what how we perceive this thing because from the moment you fully perceive yourself as fully in Christ fully complete in him I am the right do you know what as a man thinks in thinks in his heart then so is he and so does he and all of a sudden these issues of sin and like what 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 desire to do the right it's gone it's not even there anymore that is the true freedom that we have um in christ and it's actually the external things even even in religion that keeps us bound to the old story of who we were yeah i like what you said in one of your talks i, I wrote it down uh you know a word from jesus i no longer want you to abandon your identity for a cheap counterfeit for some of us this means religion <laughs> yeah yeah for and me, i don't certainly. i don't mean to diss religion because you know um the story i told in arise coming back to arise is just really about my journey um involved in ministry you know for coming up to 30 years now very much from the time but realizing way late in the whole thing that some of the foundation was cracked. Some of the foundation from which I was living my life in the Lord was cracked. And I'm seeing that people are realizing that, that, you know, we add a foundation on top of a foundation and any good house builder knows that that's, that is going to be a mess, right? Because yeah. that, that overlaid foundation is going to get cracked. It's not going to be the real thing. And it's, it, you know, I think it's time to let it go. I think that's one of the things that's happening in our time right now. We're actually having an opportunity for an excavation of faulty foundations that are not the only foundation that has been laid, which is Christ. And I don't mean thought forms about Christ. Oh, yeah. That's yes. key. The person not, of, not, yeah. right. The person of Jesus Christ, the the Good Shepherd, the way I I phrase it to like help me with a like a healthy understanding of this is who Jesus is. This is who I trust. My Good Shepherd who laid down His life for me. I trust yeah. him. The the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Like this is, um, and and is always love. That God is love and that Jesus is yeah. God. And so to to be able to surrender to love and to know that. And I, I, I do have a beef with religion in a sense that a lot, I think so much of religion has been based on fear in the past, Yeah. which is a complete <laughs> antithesis of God. It is anti-Christ. Yes. It is anti-Christ. And I believe that even there's, you know, because I've experienced one in the past, like demonic posers who would step in yeah. and say, I'm, I'm Jesus, you know, and like be this fear-mongering taskmaster bully and you're in his dungeon, you know? Right. And, and you're like a little slave and, you know, and, and, you, and you're like, you know, like if I step out of line, he abandons me forever and I'm in hell, you know, like this, this oh, yeah. fear of hell hanging over you. And that, I, I, that, it, that really comes from, to, for me, my observation is that comes from a very poor interpretation of the Garden of Eden story, which is why I wrote this book, Eden Song, Revelations of Identity, because once you have bought into, and really when you think about it, you ask anybody, you ask entire cultures, 
what do you think about when you think of the Garden of Eden? You will typically, what is coming to people's mind is kind of Renaissance art imagery. <laughs> Two trees, an apple, uh, a snake that we automatically assume is the devil, um, although it, there's nothing clear about that in the actual scriptures. You know, we, we might chuck in the word original sin, also not mentioned, although we can see original blessing, um, <laughs> that God looked at everything he made and called it very good. I don't see that rescinded at any point in chapters two or three either. And he blessed everything that he created. Um, and then, you know, you might hear them say, you know, two, two and in a very forlorn man and woman um, being walking out in, in utter shame, you know, and yet uh, from from the garden to just live this miserable existence on earth. I mean, what what a boatload for us to carry through our cellular programming, you know, for all this time. And I think that, you know, I, I, I joke, but it's kind of funny because as I was writing the prologue on this book, which kind of sets up, you know, clear your mind, clear the slate for a minute. Um, I think about Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, <laughs> you kind of, as he's walking up to you know, and he's like, do you fear death? Do you fear the dark abyss? You know, and it's all sort of like a, you know, hell, fear of hell, fear of, you know, eternal punishment. Um, and yet one John makes it very clear to us. I especially love it in the new living translation that we have confidence on the day of judgment, which by the way, is the Himera, the sunrise to sunset of our daily happenings, our daily outcomes. We have confidence each day knowing that we are fully loved with a perfect love and it's either a perfect love or it's not a perfect love it's either a full redemption or it's not a full redemption so can we really be like dragging old testament scriptures you know <laughs> into our our image of god um and get and we get it very mixed up in our in our minds so arise is really just the beginnings of my sharing that story with a with a lot of um you know kind of anecdotes weaved in that just kind of began to crack that open a little bit and just give encouragement for for, for our lives and then eden song is really just honing into identity in a very specific specific way so yeah and i encourage our listeners to check out your books uh, available at michellefrancesca.com and there's yeah. links there's links to all that in the description of this video as well where you can connect with michelle um yeah this is amazing and then for jesus okay the revelation of the sons of god that the whole like what does that mean to you as far as <laughs> yeah i'll just leave it at that what does that mean to you well i'd love to hear what it means to you as well okay. daniel so <laughs> please interject at any point because i am just enjoying this so much hearing your heart and hearing everything you're sharing but for me i think um it is this it is realizing who we really are it is um 
you know, realizing that we're connected to God, that we are his offspring, that we have the essence of God in us in spirit, and that we can connect to that divine intelligence, that mind of Christ, um, realizing that we have been designed in such a way to be conduits of the love and the power and the light of God for the purpose of also unrescinded, you know, reestablished in Genesis 9, just in case we forgot, to the cultivation of the earth and really just the, the, the adhering to two basic laws. One, sowing and reaping. Secondly, reproducing after our kind. And we only can be what we are. We can only produce more of what we are. We can only, as we sow, with the knowledge of our creative power, our co-creative power in this partnership, um, we're going to reap that. So where we put our attention, how we think about ourselves, how we, how we, are we being revealed to ourselves as who we really are? The revealing of the sons of God is going to start with the sons of God revealing to themselves who they are or having a revelation of who they are in their true identity. And once you have that, once you have that revelation of who you are, um, I see Ephesians 3, 9 really come into play at that point, that the mystery of the administration um, that was hidden in God, or even some versions say hidden by God himself, right, is, is kind of breaking open now. What's the administration? Um, it's the partnership. It's the management of the household affairs in Greek. It's talking about when you realize that you are here connected to God, ready to receive his instruction, ready to move with divine inspiration, like Ezekiel gave us a great example of, not a New Testament person, but even Ezekiel gave us an example of this is how you move with divine inspiration. You prophesy, you think and sing and speak by inspiration to what? The bones? Yeah, but also the breath itself. Talk about a divine partnership between God and man. Prophesy to the Ruach. Prophesy to the Spirit. In other words, hear from the Spirit to talk and partner with the Spirit to bring life to everything you touch. Yeah. I mean, this, and this is Old Testament, you know? <laughs> Ezekiel sure did have a revelation of who he was as, as a son of God. How, and, now, and then Jesus comes and goes, hey, in case you've forgotten how to do it, <laughs> you know, here's how you do it. You just do what you see your father doing. Oh, yeah. And you speak. Don't be, yeah, don't be an adulterous generation looking outside yourself for a sign. Beware of the leaven, the influences of the scribes and the Pharisees. In other words, being told what to do or having to hear a religious, you know, set of order. No. Uh, it's, it's very clear, and again, I think it's in First John, you know, um, the anointing that you have remains in you, abides in you. You don't have a need for any man to teach you. Just yeah. follow with that. Just abide in him. Abide in him. Why don't we do that, though, Daniel? Why don't we abide and just trust that? Because I really believe we've been taught We've been, we've gotten the idea we cannot trust ourselves. 
we have mixed in, we have a horrible mixture of bringing in, my heart is deceitfully wicked. That's before the new covenant. But now we have a heart of flesh. Now we have a heart that's connected to the heartbeat of God. Yeah. Isn't that the new covenant? It says, I'll remove your yeah. stony heart, give you a heart of flesh. Your new yeah. creation in Christ Jesus, the old is gone, the new has come. The new has come. Will you take, will you take hold of it? Will you receive it? So those who receive him are given the right to become the sons of God. Really, is in, in, when you, you map it out from the Greek, is really if you take hold of what is already available to you, you then be, you happen as who you are. Mm. That's literally what the Greek is saying. You happen as who you are. Then it is not this big praying hard deal to, you know, doing what the, the Father does, I do. The Father does, I do. There's no gap anymore. Just like with Jesus, he just wasn't. And he said to the disciples, you want to see the Father? You're, you're looking. You're looking right at him. It's everything we've been talking about. And yet we struggle to, we think, no, surely not. Oh, surely that's too much. Doesn't that um, bring glory to ourselves and take the glory from the Father? But Jesus spoke to that before he went to the cross and said, Father, the same glory that you've given me, I'm giving it to them so they can be one. They can come into the knowledge of their oneship. Mm -hmm. uh, just as we are one, you in me, me in them. And then the world will know <laughs> oh, who yeah. I am. And the, and the right? scriptures say, the scriptures say that, that, uh, you know, he doesn't share his glory with another. We're not another. We're not another. We are one with him. Come on. You know, just as the, the husband and wife, they become one. No longer two, but become one flesh. It's a profound mystery. And Paul says, but this speaks of Christ and the church. Yes. You know, that yes. we realize we come back to the awareness, the Lord is healing our blindness, which is actually what the Bible speaks of as death, by the way, too. Right. My knowledge. And the last enemy to be defeated is death. This blindness is going. You know, right. Once and for all, soon enough. And, and, in, and from heaven's perspective, it's already done. Jesus said it is finished. From heaven's yeah. perspective, it is done. And it, it was is. done even before the foundation of the world. Like imagine timelessness. Like it's all happening at once, past, present, future. It's all happening in the now, right? Right. The eternal now. That's interesting. Yeah. So the revealing of the sons of God, I, I, I just, you know, the one, the one more, what we would call, you know, evangelistic parable in the new testament the turning point moment is when the young man said it says of the young man he came to himself mm -hmm. he had a revelation of who he really was he was his dad's son he you know he had to get it in increments at first he thought he was still a slave he could go be a slave Jesus spoke to that. I don't call you slaves. I call you friends because you know what the father's doing. I've told you what the father's doing. We're all in this together. Come on, wakey, wakey, guys. Wakey, wakey. So, but the, it starts with coming to yourself. It starts with, first of all, having a revelation of who you are to yourself and then standing up in that. There's a little scripture that's hidden away in Philemon 
one six, there's only one chapter, verse six. And it talks about how the effect of the sharing of our faith, whether that's a partnership experience, a koinonia, whether it's the actual speaking of our faith or just the living of faith, not the faith like a denominational faith, but faith in action, um, creating, cultivating heaven on earth. It says it's effective through the acknowledgement of every good thing that's in you in Christ. Yeah. And how do we acknowledge it? Through gratitude. Gratitude, showing our appreciation. Like I had this brilliant experience once where I was like, I was getting myself into trouble, little, you know, and I asked the Lord, what, why, why? And he says, because you're bored. And I'm like, well, why am I bored? And, the, and he just spoke very clearly to me. He says, because you're ungrateful. And I was like, <laughs> oh. And so I, I just started practicing gratitude. I started like, I started just appreciating everything, you know, thank you, God. Thank you for my family. Wow. I got three kids. Wow. Look at them. All of a sudden it's just, everything just started becoming a surprise as I was being grateful. Like, wow, my wife is amazing. I'm so blessed. Wow. I get to do yeah. this for a living. I, I get to do music for a living and, and be a host of Sozo talk radio. Like this is amazing. I love my life. Yeah. Like it's like Jesus was introducing me to my wonderful life as I just started. Becoming <laughs> Yeah, and, 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 and then also training ourselves the good things that are in us in Christ. Oh, hey, wait a minute. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Let me just let that sink in for a minute. How about I just really stop thinking that way? And as I think that way, I actually am that way and start happening that way. You know, um, I am complete in him. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing. In heavenly places i have been given everything pertaining to life and godliness and the list of good things in us in christ just goes on and on and on and it takes training our mind to really just to let who we are in christ kind of take over take over every part of us take over ourselves create a cellular healing you know um where our not just our like planned I'm blessed brother talk, but our self-talk, everything that we're thinking is now in alignment with the truth of who we actually are as the redeemed of the Lord saying so, vibrating so, emanating so, not just talking a religious talk, but actually literally at a vibrational level being that. And then that is when... <laughs> Oh my goodness, it only takes a few of the true, you know, the revealed sons of God, revealed to themselves and then getting revealed in the world. And we had this amazing experience the other day in my Wednesday live, ended up moving into a, what ended up being a one hour, 40, 40 minute, like global prayer gathering as we were realizing we were just like a ring of light over the whole world. But just you start walking like that, you start talking like that. It's not about, it, it, it's just people see that the, the risen Christ in, in us, the risen living Christ in every part of our being then. And that's what begins to heal creation. It literally begins to heal creation. And there's so much to say about that, you know, the, the feminine balance and all of that. Oh. We could talk for a long time, but we'll, <laughs> that's we'll going to We'll do another show about too. that. We'll do yes. another show about that sometime, because that's very interesting to me too. Because um, Christ Himself was 
balanced perfectly with the feminine yeah. and masculine sides of God. Uh, that's, that's very interesting. What I would like to do, uh, what, one thing that struck me was when you, when you talked about Ezekiel prophesying to the life, and I just wanted to do that for our listeners. Because I, I know that, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Have at her. Okay. Well, if you are listening to this program and or watching this program, I want to just re-encourage you again that you have the breath of God in you. And as you are inspired, you can speak to the situations in your life. You can partner with the living Ruach in you to speak words of life to your situation, to speak words of um, upliftment to the dry bones around you or to the dry situations and wilderness that you may be facing in your life. So um, let's just do that. Let's just begin to really walk in the truth of who we are. Let's begin to just really speak according to who we are. And um, let God move through us in ways that perhaps we didn't even think were possible and really begin to very naturally, supernaturally, or supernaturally, naturally do the works that Jesus did and even greater works as those as we partner together for our entire world by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, and I, I recently had a, a dream where I, I was hovering above the earth and just seeing the awakening stirring in hearts, people aflame with the glory of God, with the love of Jesus, and it just was spreading everywhere, all over the planet, just like this coronavirus. This is an example for us of just how the, 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 this, this awakening is going to spread, you know, right. in a similar fashion. Right. And so I'm just going to... I'm just going to pray for, for everyone listening that, that Christ, the Christ life would awaken within you, that you wouldn't be scared, that you wouldn't be afraid to trust yourself to love himself, to love who is God. God is love. Perfect love drives out all fear. You can come to him completely and fully and truly with your whole being and entrust yourself to your good shepherd who laid down his life for you, the son of God who gave his life for you. There's your foundation, your anchor for your soul. And now you get to, uh, the scripture gives this metaphor of like a calf being released from the stall to skip about the fields with joy. That is your lot. That is your future. That is what the awakening is all about. There's incredible joy. There's incredible adventures to be had. There are gifts of the spirit. Go earnestly seek them out. They're all available to you. What do you want? Ask him for it. You know, he, he can take it off the shelf and, you know, and you're specifically gifted with a calling, with a, with a, with a mission on this planet for the souls that, that your, your assignment is. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great time <laughs> finding that out and uh, discovering the joy in all of that. <laughs> I love that, Daniel. That was beautiful. So true. So true. With rediscovering who we are and this, this uh, sort of global timeout is giving us a reset opportunity. Yes. I concur. And I would just encourage our listeners uh, just to, 
check out the links in the description of this for how you can connect to Michelle. There'll be links to her Facebook page. That might be a really good way to just stay connected to her. Uh, I, I, I encourage you to go to her YouTube channel, subscribe to that, share her content. I know I'm going to be. I, I was really blessed even by your meditation you know, your scriptural meditation. It was just beautiful. Yes. And it was like so in line with everything the Lord's been showing me too and highlighting about this awakening, our oneness with him. Uh, you know, I was thinking those thoughts and then you say it in the meditation. I'm like, what? This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. I'm going to do more of those because, um, you know, I have a lot of um, content on there that, that I've pulled from my Facebook lives, which are not on the page, by the way, but on my timeline. So I invite people to find me direct, Michelle Francesca Cohen, C-O-H-E-N. And I would love to, um, you know, accept your friend request. But um, some of those are very long and lengthy and they are important because they're laying groundwork. But sometimes it's just nice to condense it all down to just a 10 minute time of just soaking in the presence of God and hearing the scripture just wash over you. So I'm going to be doing more of those as I feel they're effective. Yeah. And I've got some poetry on inspiration for life, my YouTube channel as well. Um, again, it all comes from the same vein. I mean, sometimes, you know, instead of prophesying, thus saith the Lord, or, you know, doing a teaching, sometimes it can, can be condensed into uh, a piece of poetry that holds the essence of something. So I've got a few, a few of those on there, even a few lovely romantic pieces as well. <laughs> yeah, I write songs, so I understand. That's beautiful. Condensing it. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be picking up, uh, picking up a book or two by you and uh, encourage our listeners to do so as well. There'll be links again in the description. And uh, yeah, it's just been a lovely talk. I just wanted to end with this one thought that you are complete in Christ. And I know this is, this is a big uh, message that Michelle brings through, through her ministry. But yeah, I once was greeted one morning by the, the host of heaven, as I like to say, you know, angels are around us. They minister to us. And they, uh, they said to me, Daniel, you want to know the secret to everything? I'm like, Oh, okay. And they said, seven, <laughs> the number seven. And I'm like, what? And, and they're, they're hinting at, they like to you know, kind of tease you a little bit sometimes too, or like put a little nuggets for you to dig deeper. But they said, you're complete. That's what that represents. You're complete in Christ. You're complete. So there's this verse in scripture. It says, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in human body so you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. I love that. And he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Wow. Amen. So good. So good. Love that. <laughs>